Hello, and welcome back to The Millennial and the Mom. I'm Maddie, the Millennial. And I'm Katie, the Mom. Well, Mom, today's episode's a real goodie. Finally, enough time has passed where I'm ready to discuss and, and give tips and, and what I wish we had done better. Um, what are we What are we talking about today? Okay, well, I'm already nervous with that little intro, but yes, we are talking about planning a wedding. Oh yeah. Well, no, like I'm not. You shouldn't be nervous. It was it was a wonderful event. I will say parts of the planning process were stressful, and I think I have tips for people going through it. Um, but yeah, if, if you're new here, I got married last or last year, last fall. Um, and you actually, mom, had to plan two weddings last year. So you had a real, a real tough, um, tough 2022, both, you know, mentally and financially. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, it's no joke. I mean, two daughters getting married uh, essentially four months apart. And I wouldn't change it in some ways. It worked out really, really well. But yeah, I have a lot of thoughts and experience and I didn't necessarily have enough time between the two weddings to really put any of my learnings. I put a few learnings to work maybe, but it wasn't like, you know, I would say once time passes and you can kind of reflect back. um, But I just went from like one wedding and went straight into the second wedding. So um, I have absolutely just the best memories of both of them, both yours and your sister's as you should. But um, (laughs) this episode hopefully will be interesting. I also want to talk about, you know, how us planning weddings in 2021 and 2022 were different than like you planning your wedding in the early 90s, just like how things have changed, what people care about now. Like, I think, I think it'll be an interesting perspective. Well, I mean, hello, the internet, cell phones. Like, That's what I mean. I mean, it, it could, it was like I got married in the dark ages compared to your guys' weddings. But no, I mean, listen, I'm coming up on 30 years um, in the next uh, couple of weeks and uh, I wouldn't change a thing about my wedding. So um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about this. Let's jump in. Jumping in, would you describe planning your wedding 30 years ago as a stressful process? I think there's always some amount of stress. I'm not sure if stress is the right word, but you know, there's a lot to coordinate when you're planning a wedding and you have expectations, certainly, as do other people. Other people have expectations of your wedding. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can share with our listeners what you felt my expectations were for your wedding. Um, I had expectations, your dad did, your sisters did, um, as do guests. So I I think it it is stressful. It's busy. And certainly we were not getting married where we lived. We were getting married back uh, where I grew up. And so truthfully, at some point, we should probably have uh, my mom, your grandmother on here, and she can talk about the planning of my wedding because she did a lot of it. And there wasn't all of the ways that we could communicate. Now, we weren't hopping on Zooms, you know, with planners and doing things virtually at all. Um, Even though, you know, both you and your sister got married where you live now. Mm -hmm. I was not local. So I was the one coming in for fittings and events. Whereas when I got married, I was doing that as the bride. I was going home to Minnesota to get my dress fitting or going to, um, you know, pick things out or whatever. So, you know, I I think it's obviously if everybody's all in the same place, that's just going to right there streamline things. But I'm sure that creates some other problems, right? With too much involvement and contact. Yeah, yeah. You, there's definitely not a a perfect scenario because I I know a couple of people who are planning weddings and everyone does live in the same place, and then it's like everyone has an opinion, and it sounds even more stressful than you know just hearing it when you when you catch like a family member or you're all in the same place and they're like, oh, tell me about it. It's not like every day, um, right? Too many cooks in the, the kitchen is not a good thing either. Yeah, definitely. And I guess, so when you got married, did you have a wedding planner or was it just grandma? No, just my mom and I, and I had, of course, made a little binder. There weren't, they weren't weren't like, you know, planners that you ordered, like paper planners and stuff. I made myself a little wedding binder and she had one and we just would get on the phone and, and talk about things, but it just was so different. I mean, you didn't have 
I, I would never remember thinking like, what are my colors? What are, you know, what's my theme? What, even when I hear you and um, your sister, Abby, talk about like when you were selecting photographers and stuff, nobody was talking about like photo styles. I was just like, okay, does this person take good pictures? And, um, you know, yeah. but not, you guys were really... I think it's just, it has blown up into something so different. It would, it's kind of like apples and oranges. I mean, we had a church, you know, you had a church, we had a reception location. Now in my case, the reception was at my parents' house. So that's a whole nother layer of planning that honestly, you know, your grandmother bore the burden of that because she did all those details to have a tent, a caterer, a florist, like at, you know, on their property, which is very mm -hmm. different than going to an event space. So that was a layer of complexity, but I didn't have to deal with a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there is a lot of pressure on you all now about your weddings. Um, and, but at the same time, you also have so many more resources and options and ways to, if, you know, find out about things and add things that that didn't exist when I got married. Yeah. And it's a really good point. I think um, to some extent, a lot of the stress I felt when I was planning a wedding was there were too many options. Like I would, would decide, okay, I want X, Y, or Z. And then I would open Instagram, right? Open Pinterest. And at that point, like my algorithm was purely like they knew I was planning a wedding and every piece on my popular page or the for you page was planning a wedding related. Um, and so it's, it was just like constant decision fatigue. It's like, okay. I, and I got married in New York city, um, at Tavern on the green in central park, which is beautiful. And I think too, some of the complexities of planning a wedding in the past few years has been, you know, there were not weddings happening for the most part for a year or two. And so when I got engaged in like late summer, early fall, 2021, like I felt like we were competing against or not competing. That's not the right word, but like for vendors, for your initial, like your venue and the big stuff you have to book like a year or two out, like we were competing with everyone who had postponed their wedding. And so we would reach out to like five, six, seven venues and they'd be like, we don't have any dates until like summer 2023 which at that point was a good, like over 18 months away. And so it felt kind of like, okay, we just need to find, we knew we wanted to have like a year, year and a half engagement. Some of it has to do with like, my husband is um, a sports broadcaster and he does a lot of college sports. And so some seasons are busier than others. And so we were like, we either, we should have a summer or a fall wedding. Um, and I really didn't want to wait till 2023. That would be like two years. Um, and so we were like, hey, we have to find somewhere that has a date in 2022. And it just kind of felt like we weren't necessarily enjoying that venue selection process. Like we felt really stressed. Like everyone is looking at the same venues. And I had, I, I did have specific things in mind that I wanted. Like I really wanted to get married in the city. Um, and so that did limit it. I feel like if, if you had, you know, a couple different places you'd be willing to get married, you'd probably have more flexibility. But it did feel like kind of a mad rush those first couple months, like locking down the big stuff. I was like, we just need a florist. <laughs> we just need a photographer. Like, And I feel like I didn't necessarily get to enjoy that part of the planning process. Yeah, I agree. There was a bit for both you and your sister. She, her engagement was actually even longer by the time they were able to get, you know, the venue and the church. And I mean, mm -hmm. yes, I, I would say you guys were right in the mix of that pandemic, you know, um, the explosion of everyone trying to get weddings booked after a period of time of not having them. So, um, well, that we both felt really, we, we both felt really lucky that we, we, we both got engaged with enough time where neither of us had to postpone a wedding. Like I can only imagine having just planned one, like what that would feel like. So I, have I so cannot much imagine that had to be just, I, I really feel for those um, couples and those families that had to go through that. I'm sure that was really, really stressful, but you're right. I mean, the interesting thing is, I think most people would be kind of surprised because I mean, again, you know, without going into too many details, I mean, your dad and I were of course, very, very, grateful that we were able to, you know, really, you know, give you to a certain extent and host these weddings for mm -hmm. um, you and, um, and your sister. And it was so you guys both 
found your venues. I had no real input. I don't want to say input, but I mean, I didn't look at any venues. You told me, Hey, this is where we want to get married. I mean, obviously we discuss budget and um, you know, some mm-hmm. of the logistics of it, but I wasn't part of looking at any of the venues that either of you chose. Um, now the church, you know, the church as well, Abby, it was a church that they actually go to. You guys found a church cause you weren't living, you were, you're living outside of the city and you got married in the city, but you know, that was something that's one of the biggest decisions is the venue that drives a lot of the wedding planning. And I really left that up to you guys, you know, for better or worse. But at the same time, you had to bear the brunt of going around, like finding venues and touring them and thinking mm-hmm. about options. And I was just kind of like getting the update and getting the selection. Well, and I think too, I mean, we got engaged, I guess, it was it was September nineteenth. September nineteenth. So it was it was mid September, and I would say we had picked and signed our venue by the end of September. Like we did it in like a week because that was like in in the it was a crazy at, time. The people at those venues were were saying like we have one date left for twenty twenty two, and at this point like it was still like early early fall twenty twenty one, and so it just felt like okay we just need to act now, and I think. Our, our venue ended up being spectacular and it was perfect, but that was the only venue I toured. Drew went to one or two other ones that like, and <laughs> just going back to, we live outside of the city. My husband Drew was listening to for our first couple episodes and he was like, why are you so such a weirdo? Like just tell people where we live. Like we live in Hoboken for anyone who's like, what town do they live in outside of New Jersey? But so he went, cause I really wanted to get married in New York city and he's from the New Jersey area. And so he was like, there are other other venues in New Jersey that I think you would like. And I will go tour those because he has much more flexibility during the day. And a lot of times it's hard to tour on the weekend because there are events happening, like they're having weddings. So he went to a couple and then I went to Tavern on the Green with him. And at that point, I was like, okay, this is, this is you know, what I want. I I really wanted to get married at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. Um, they have like this beautiful greenhouse um, that that looks really pretty, but they had nothing until summer or fall 2023. And so I was like, that's definitely, that's we don't even need to go look at that because I don't want to wait that long. Um, and Tavern on the Green had kind of a similar outside area. And I was like, this is fine. Like we can make this what we want it. Like we don't need to keep looking, which I think well, can be I think really it's paralyzing. Some- Yeah. I, okay. So I do agree. It's like, I can't imagine looking at 10 or 15 venues and then like trying to, you know, if you had all these options available to you in some ways, it's better that both you guys just rip the bandaid off, like you said, and just chose a venue because then you just have that locked down. I think the other things that you have to lock in early, and this is what I told people, because I have a lot of people now, um, you guys were kind of a little bit ahead of a lot of your peers getting married. But as some of your friends and stuff start to get married, or people talk to me about their kids getting married, one of the things I'll tell them is you've got to lock down the vendors that can only do one client a day right? Your people mm-hmm. like your photographer, a photographer can't do multiple weddings in one day. I mean, you know, unless they have like a big team, but so, you know, photographer in some cases, the florist, some florists will be able to do, you know, lots of weddings, but you know, photographer, mm-hmm. caterer, um, things like that. And again, you know, I guess the caveat we should give is this is like, we were planning two relatively traditional weddings. There's all sorts of ways. I mean, there's destination weddings, there's a low yeah. there's courthouse weddings, like that is, I I would love to actually learn more about that. Maybe maybe we'll pull for daughter number three, um, doing something like that. But you know, we were planning kind of two, you know, fairly traditional weddings, and some of those vendors you have to commit to because even like you had hair and makeup people come in, and it's like they can't do multiple weddings in one day. So once they're booked on that date, so once you get your location, um, your venue, and your date, you've got to get a couple of those other vendors quickly. And again, that mm-hmm. was another thing. I had absolutely no input in that. You just said, hey, here's our florist. Certainly, we always you know, talked a little bit about the budget and um, where these people were coming in at. But I think it's also, I actually had kind of blacked this part out. But remember, 
you were both getting married on the East Coast in the summer of summer fall of 2022. We were planning this during mm-hmm. 2021 and early 2022 when I was technically living in Texas and commuting every week to a job in California. So we had a three hour time change that we were trying to like coordinate with phone calls. Mm-hmm. You were working a very, you know, kind of typical corporate job with not without a lot of mm-hmm. flexibility. I didn't have a lot of flexibility. The time change worked for me. I remember getting, I can't remember if it was you or uh, your sister, but I remember getting on a, a Zoom with a florist at like 5 a.m. my time in uh, California mm-hmm. to to join the call or some venue tour or something. So, I mean, there, there were some complex things that we had to do, but getting the early vendors locked down and I really felt like you did. I'm like, we well, have to find somebody that's available on that date. And then I don't know if you agree with this, but you go through all of this kind of frantic choosing of some of these vendors. And then there comes this lull in the middle where you really can't do anything else because it's too soon to start doing some things. Um, And you're kind of like, you know, we're getting married. You feel like you should be doing stuff, but in some ways you can't even be doing some of the things yet. Yeah. And well, I think too, I let myself get pretty stressed out towards when, when we were in that lull, because so I had a 13 month engagement almost to the day. And my sister had, she had a long engagement. It was probably, it was 18, I think about 18 months. Yeah. 18 months. And so like we had different planning, like it was good for you because neither of us were necessarily in like the big planning modes, like right before at the same time, like her, she got married in July. I got married in October. And so I would say that kind of stressed me out though, the couple months before her wedding, when it was like, she was doing so much, which is like what you have to do three months for your wedding. And then I was like, I don't have like any of this stuff planned. I don't have like anything, but it's like, I had like at that point, like, six or seven months. And so it was like, but for me, I was like, okay, no, like I need to have all of this stuff or wow. Like my vendors aren't doing a good enough job. Cause like, look at all this stuff she has. And I will say like, we do, we did have some differences. Like she got married at a museum. And so you had to bring in the caterer and the beverage people. All of that was like separate. I got all married. The rentals. At a yeah. All the rentals and stuff. Yeah. And then I got married at a restaurant. And so obviously the food and the the bar and all of that like was from the restaurant and they had a you could have done other rentals like we we brought in a photo booth or whatever but um for the most part you were using their rental people for your tables your chairs your tablecloths all of that um and so it was just a different kind of cadence of planning and then two we did we I think I would recommend to anyone at least getting day of coordination through a wedding planner. We had for my wedding, we had someone who came on like, I think we had month of, which in hindsight, I would have done two months before. I think it would have been easier to bring them up to speed with some of the decisions we were making, like kind of right at the same time we were getting to know the wedding planner. Um, But Abby, you did, was it full plan? Like you had someone for a a long portion of her engagement. Yeah, we did. We we did. I mean, I feel really mixed about wedding planning. First of all, day of, I would not trade that for anything in the world. I think having people, and I think we had two people at your wedding day of from the wedding planning we place. Had, we had a fair amount of people because we had two people from the wedding planners. And then at the restaurant, we had like our main coordinator and then we had a couple other people, like a server captain, a co- like there were probably six people yeah. day of like running the show for us. Well, and I think for Abby, I think we had three people from the wedding planning. Plus we had the person from the museum and we had, the, I mean, so we had a lot of people, I would not in a million years change that for the world because those people allowed me as, you know, the mother of the bride, whatever you want to pressure, you want to put on that to actually really enjoy the day. I wasn't running around trying to figure out. Now, were there things that I had to text them? Yes. I was like, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And Mm -hmm. they were both of those um, wedding planner companies or services we used were excellent day of, I mean, 
I, I cannot say enough about them um, and really helped me just focus. I mean, I felt so in the moment, the day of your weddings, I wasn't at all. Same. I mean, I, now, now I'm sure you'll tell the little story. I was a little stressed out with your photos, but we can get to that in a minute. Um, but I think it's really, I think that wedding planning day of, I will say this, the wedding planning services, you know, using those, you know, people in advance of the wedding, the only thing I'll say is like all of us in this family, this is a whole nother episode. We're super type A, like organized people. I know we we micromanaged a lot because we like to do that. We like to be on top. We like to have all the details. So I don't know how much we necessarily needed them. But to your point, if it's hard to get the day of people up to speed if they're not involved in some of that planning. But we certainly, we didn't have planners who were like presenting, you know, color palettes and choices to us. We were doing all of that. Um, And they were kind of just like facilitating some of it, or we were just giving them the information, but we are very, that's just our personality. We all like to do that type of stuff. Well, and I think that's a good kind of segue into determining like how, or how we determined our wedding vibe for better, (laughs) for lack of better word. But I think in terms of you know, I'm a millennial. I, I'm a true millennial for all the haters because this is um the millennial and the mom, but I'm technically a millennial, like that kind of mid to late 90s kids. Like for, I had a Pinterest in, I guess maybe it was high school I got Pinterest. So I had my like Pinterest wedding board that I pinned all this stuff in high school. It was like Tiffany blue, like Chevron, like sparkly stuff and so I had that and then you know you get engaged and you like I didn't the day of was a total surprise for when I got engaged but I knew it was coming we had talked about it we we were not a couple that looked at rings together I used my sister's engagement like I guess she got engaged like seven eight months before I did like I used that to just fully talk about all things wedding and engagement with my husband before I'd be like oh like look at Abby's ring like you know, like she got exactly what she wanted. Like, isn't that nice? They didn't have to worry. Like, so when I, so like he knew what kind of ring I wanted. I showed him out on like Pinterest and other things, but I hadn't done a ton of like vision boarding for my wedding before we got engaged. And so that was one thing that I knew, like, I knew I wanted to get married in the city. I knew I wanted I actually kind of wanted a winter wedding. It, it wasn't going to work out for like a couple different reasons, like my husband's schedule and, you know, we in the Northeast, like I didn't really want like a snowy wedding um, and the holidays and, and all of that. So I was like, okay, like a fall or a summer wedding would be great. And then I knew Abby was getting married in the summer. So that was kind of out. Um, but other than that, like I hadn't spent a ton of time like doing floral arrangement, Pinterest boards and all of that. So it was a little bit overwhelming at the start because you you're getting on the phone with the florist and they're like, well, how many many tables are you going to have? How many do you want big bouquets? Do you want little bouquets? Do you want really massive, like tall centerpieces? Do you want more low, like greenery, all of that? And all of it was just for the purpose of like, you know, quoting you initially, like, okay, this is like what we think it would cost. Um, So I think I I went through several different iterations of like colors and types of flowers I wanted. And some of it was like, once I saw Abby stuff, like I was, we were right after her wedding was when we kind of had to start making more final decisions for mine. So I was really lucky because I'd seen her wedding and like, I was like, oh, I loved that she had white flowers and at that point i was kind of thinking maybe i'll do some more fall colors like pinks and and darker reds and i was like no like i want white flowers um so i think i think it can change and if you have a planner that's bringing you those decisions like that's great um but then i think you have to be pretty careful when you're picking out a planner that they they do stuff that you like which i don't know if i would have been ready to do when i was making all those big decisions at the beginning Well, and the reality is, and I remember distinctly feeling this with um, both of your weddings, there's a lot that is like what I would call a wing and a prayer, right? You pick out these vendors, you pick the florist plays a huge role. And quite frankly, you have no idea what it's actually going to look like. 
there's like, you know, and I, again, I'm not like, I don't know, like names of flowers and things. I wasn't like, oh my God, mm-hmm. we must have like delphiniums. I don't even know what that is. I did learn what aruncula was and I do really like aruncula, but that was about the only name I learned. So you, you go in and you have these meetings with these florists and you're like, I have one vision in my mind and, you know, you or your sister or you know, whatever, have another vision in your mind. But the florist has to interpret that and they've got their mm-hmm. own vision. And honestly, I would say both of your weddings, when I walked into the both the church and the reception, there was a little moment of like, oh, thank God, okay, this turned out good because you have no idea what it's going to look like. I mean, they're like setting it up the day of you're busy doing other things. So um, there's a little bit of a wing and a prayer in there with that. And I think you have to... be open to, you know, what they do. And again, they're professionals, obviously, you know, that's important to choose someone, but I mean, you don't necessarily, you know, know if these people are going to have the same vision as you or execute in the way you want. I think there are a few things that we did um, with flowers that were interesting and really translated well, plus flowers are a huge part of the budget and being Mm -hmm. able to repurpose those. I would say that's where the wedding planners also helped in both cases, the day of people, because it helped us take, you know, the, um, those things you put like at the end of the pews or up on the altar in the church and bring those and repurpose those in the reception that make, I mean, really help your budget. And also, you know, make use of these beautiful arrangements that you don't want to just use for an hour, you know, during the ceremony. So I think that is really, um, you know, something nice to get the most bang for your buck for say, but even with some of the rentals, you know, it's not like you're necessarily seeing exactly how this table, I'm sure there's people who their rental people will set up their table setting for them. And that was not our case, right? We picked. Well, I think for some of the, and I, I, I follow them on Instagram. I didn't even reach out to them because I just kind of knew. And we, you know, the budget is something that's so personal for every person. Like I would say we were very fortunate that we had a large budget to work with, but it was not unlimited. And, And, you know, some people in the broader New York city area are just, the weddings are unreal. The money spent on them. Florals can be like, you know, like there are people who spend a hundred thousand dollars on flowers. I can't, I, and it's like, literally I'll look at pictures like of weddings. Shocking. Oh, I know. I mean, and again, I felt like we had a very large, but I mean, for us, it was very yes. large, you know, and it was yeah. not, I mean, we did everything we wanted to do, but did we watch the budget? Of course we did. We made choices. We said, okay, well, yeah. we'll do this or we'll do that. And there's things too, like that I learned, there's things that we spent money on. We didn't need to spend money on. And there's other things, which I'm so grateful we did spend money on, but I looked at some other weddings and it's like now through my lens, having planned to, all I can think is like, oh my God, like I can think of the the multiplicative multiplicative factor of how much that wedding must have been mm-hmm. even compared to ours and i was like oh my gosh like i felt like you know we spent a lot on ours so it you know it is very very personal and i think everyone you know everyone needs to do what they can do or what they want to do but i think that you know you have to really you know kind of rein yourself into getting caught up in that, like, well, I have to have this and I have to have that. And the other thing too, which we could talk a little bit about is guests, right? Because for us, we, our family is all over the place. You know, now mm-hmm. both of you, both you and your sister are married people whose families are a little bit more concentrated, not exclusively, but they're concentrated definitely on the East Coast. Ours is like coming from all over, right? California, Midwest, um, all over the country. So you really have to also, I feel like I'm happy that we tried our best to really think about the guest experience, especially people who are traveling and making sure that it was like an inclusive, welcoming environment, that we had opportunities to see people at other points in the wedding weekend. Um, And that looked different for, for the different weddings and different venues. But I think, you know, having some sort of appreciation of that. And honestly, for our family, we don't get together on any sort. I mean, there's people in our family, um, you know, that we hadn't seen in seven, eight, nine years, especially with the pandemic. We hadn't seen a lot of these people in at least three, you know, three years. So it was also, you know, in some ways it felt like a big family reunion. And that was such a wonderful 
aspect of the wedding. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to see these people at a graduation two weeks from now or whatever. Now, the funny thing is we got to see many of the same people four months apart. Here we don't see them, Mm -hmm. some of them for eight, nine, 10 years. And then we get to see them twice in four months, which was wonderful. So I think also that was a big part for us is really feeling like not only is this in, you know, investing in your guys's wedding, but also in investing in this opportunity for our families to get together and have this really special time together, which had been really, really a long time coming for many of us. Yeah. And I think too, it's, it's for depending on your family and the family size and all of that, like your a lot of your guest list can be predetermined. Like Drew and I, I guess it was almost two years or a year ago at this point. Um, and it was like over 300 people. And a lot of it was family. And it's because if you come from this huge extended family and everyone's very close, like that, that can be very expensive very quickly. And so you have to find, you know, if you're on a budget and you have a lot of people, like, you have to pick somewhere where the price per head is is smaller or you know less than you know there's a big range in terms of types of venues how they'll charge you all of that um and so i feel like we were fortunate that not that we don't have big families on i like both me and drew and abby and, and her husband but you know it wasn't anything like oh my god we need to find a venue that can hold um we had some some leeway in terms of size and, and all of that Right. And I think, you know, it was interesting because we have, you know, relatively speaking, a very small family in terms mm-hmm. of, and we're, we don't have this huge, big extended family that we're close to, although we had people travel and people we haven't seen in a while, which was like, I mean, I was so grateful for that. But honestly, it was a little unbalanced in both cases. I, I would say both mm-hmm. of you married people who had bigger uh, families and friend circles, because again, we weren't getting married and we don't live anymore where you guys grew up, right? Your dad and I moved from there. And so it wasn't like we had all these local friends. It was going to be this local wedding. When I got married, like a lot of my parents' friends came to our wedding. We had some college friends travel for it. And that was like such a gift, but it wasn't like we had all these friends in the area who we wanted to invite to the wedding. So in Mm -hmm. some ways the guest list were I mean, it, they weren't hugely unbalanced, but I think both of you married people who had a lot more people to contribute to the guest list than we did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in that, you know, plays into when you're making the seating chart and, you know, where's everyone going to sit and making sure that there's enough people because it's hard too. like, you'll have a, a couple of friends who, you know, you met, like I had a couple of people like I worked with, but they didn't know like any of my husband's friends. They didn't know any of my high school friends. And it's like, how do we make sure they're sitting by people that they're going to have a good time with? And so I think we paid a lot of attention to that. I think it does make a difference. Like I've been at weddings where it feels like a lot of thought was put into that. And it's always like really appreciated. It's like, okay, they thought about how each person, you know, the table's going to go and are there actively, we did a photo booth and we put the photo booth where like, if people didn't want to be by the dance floor, like listening to loud music, they could be in this other area with the photo booth. And so stuff like that, like, I think that is what you don't necessarily think of until it's right before your wedding and you're having to make all these decisions. And it's less so like, what does my Pinterest mood board tell me? It's like, okay, no, like this is, this is the unglamorous parts that no one tells you about is like all of these little decisions that really do stack up. And I would say though, that's when wedding planning gets stressful because it's like you mentioned earlier, a lot of people have expectations and it's like, we, I was really fortunate that you were very hands-on with our wedding planning. I did make a lot of decisions on my own or, you know, Drew and I made a lot of decisions, but then there's also like his side of the family has expectations. Like mm-hmm. his, Drew's an only child, like his his mom, like this is the wedding that their family is going to have. And so it's like, you have to be respectful of that too. And making sure that like, if they have any specific requests, like you don't necessarily have to do all of them, but are you like, is it good faith? Are you like trying to accommodate other people? And I think- that's where it can feel like you're being pulled in a lot of different directions. It's like, okay, well, like I thought this, my mom thought that drew thought this, my friends say this. And then it's like, okay, no, but it's, it's our wedding. Like at the end of the day, yes, you were, you and dad were paying for it. So we wanted to be, you know, things you wanted. And we had, I think we had a little tiff. Like I wanted to have, we like did our tasting and the steak ended up being excellent on the day of and people said it was great. But I just at the tasting, I was like, I don't think this steak tastes that good. And I wanted to do like chicken and salmon or whatever. And I think you were like, 
Maddie, like people expect steak at a wedding. Like we have to, we can't do the chicken. And I just remember being like, okay, fine. Like if you're paying for this wedding, like if you want the steak, I, I just didn't think well, it tasted that good. And Drew and I both got the salmon and then everyone was like, the steak was so good. And we're like, okay, maybe we just like got one that was not as, yeah, not as yeah. great, but stuff like that, where you're just like, and okay, honestly, like, we you can't make have, everyone happy. Yeah. And it wouldn't have made a difference. I, I mean, listen, part of that was, you know, who wanted the steak, uh, your father. So it's like, I know we could have just gone him just like one just individual steak. steak. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I do think, of course, I mean, I look back on the experience and there's things that I, I mean, I tried not to be a total like mother of the bride. I mean, I tried to be like what, you know, support what you guys wanted. I do think they were very different situations between the two weddings because in some ways, one of the greatest things was four months before Abby and her husband got married, his sister got married and his parents mm -hmm. had just hosted the big wedding for his sister. So I'm sure they were like, let's just show up. Like, I mean, they were great. I mean, they were wonderful. I think they would have done whatever. And they did the rehearsal dinner. And I think that's also like a slight, you know, sidebar. We, embraced a very traditional wedding planning scenario. Mm -hmm. Like we kind of hosted the wedding, both of your, you know, now husbands, you and your sister, their families hosted the rehearsal dinner. Um, but I know for Abby's, um, in-laws, they had just hosted a big wedding like four months before for their daughter. So in some ways, and then I did feel like, you know, your um, husband, Drew, I mean, he's an only child. So, you know, I, I think we had several conversations like about, you know, you know, his mom. And I know you made a point to like go wedding dress shopping with her mm -hmm. and have her be part of that. Because again, this, this was kind of the only wedding for them. So I think always trying to um, be as inclusive as you can. I mean, you're not going to think of everything. And I'm sure there's people that, you know, maybe we slighted along the way, or we didn't make choices that they wanted. Um, but it is, you know, you're navigating a lot and a lot of opinions. I do think both of you stayed pretty true to what you wanted. There were some things, you know, as I'm thinking and reflecting back on the experience, one of the things, oh, no. no, I'm just <laughs> what saying, are you gonna say? no, and it's something that I push for. So and again, as a caveat, we were going through some things with my parents um, who ended up not making the wedding. Unfortunately, you know, my dad, your grandfather passed away the, you know, the week before Abby's wedding, um, which was, that's a whole nother, whole nother um, thing to talk about, um, which obviously added a layer there. But I was, because of their health, I was very sad that I didn't, that my parents weren't really likely going to make your guys's weddings. Um, mm -hmm. And my mom ended up not making it either just for some mobility issues. So I really pushed for at the very end with both of you, we actually hired videographers. And mm -hmm. in retrospect, the, what I didn't understand at the time is we actually were able to live stream both the ceremonies. And with people with phones and texting and taking videos of speeches and stuff, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. And I would be really curious to hear what Abby has to say. The video is great. I mean, we have it. It is pricey. It's very pricey. And we mm -hmm. did it at the last minute because I'm like, I need this for, you know, my parents to be able to see. And of course, my dad was never able to see it, but at least my mom, you know, could see it. But I don't know in retrospect if we really needed to do the videographer. I think video is more of an investment for down the road. Like we actually just got maybe a month or so ago, like our final cut of the the place we did. And we'll link all of the venue vendors for both Charlotte and New York, just because it's always nice to hear that someone had a good experience. Um, but our videographers were excellent. It was much more of a, a production company that had a lot of different videographers. I know some of them, it's more like a one man show when this is their business. Ours was a little bit of a bigger company than Abby's was. Um, they did an amazing job and we got like a documentary edit, which is really like the entire day, um, which was really nice. And we have not, it's like four hours, like we've not finished it. We started watching it. And so stuff like that, I'm so glad we have for one, we have kids one day and they can see it. And you know, there's a lot of like, that's true. You know, just, it's probably not more for the moment or immediately afterwards, yeah. but you're right. It, it will be a good investment for down the road. Like the, like, you know, a photographer, you're getting that instant gratification. Like you're so excited to see the wedding photos, how they edited them, all of that. And I would say that has more of an immediate purpose. Like I posted on my Instagram and it's great that you can like make an album and, and all of that stuff. But 
I don't think I even shared our video. I, the video I feel like is more for us and it's more for, you know, kids. And in 20 years, you know, we can watch it and be like, oh my God, like, remember how fun our wedding was. Um, but it, it's, it's a nice to have, but I don't think it's, if you're really looking for, you know, ways to save money or, you know, you can't find a videographer you like, I think if you have a good photographer and people are taking videos of the speeches, mm -hmm. like you said, like, I think, I think you can string together a pretty good memory of the day. Yeah. Um, digitally. Now, Maddie, one thing we have not talked about, but photography is making me think about, we haven't talked about wedding dresses. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Well, and I think too, this was something and I, I love, I, so I had two dresses. I had a, a ceremony dress and a reception dress and I loved both of them, but I will say, and this is like my, I'm on my pins advice, and needles over here. What are you going to say? No, I think I ended up getting the reception dress because I picked my wedding dress a little too quickly. I think I, like you mentioned, I went with my mother-in-law. We went we got engaged in September. We went, I think it was either end of November or beginning of December. And I got really stressed because we went to this boutique out in New Jersey by, by where my in-laws live. And it was a, it was a great boutique. They had a lot of selection and, and stuff, but I had no idea what I wanted. Like, I think I had gone to like David's bridal with my sisters and a couple of my friends, like, cause my sisters came up like the week or two after we got engaged and they were like, we have to try on wedding dresses and no one had appointments. So I was like, we can go look at David's bridal, but like, we can't go to any of the, like anthropology or any of the bigger stores in New York. They were all like booked out. Um, and so like I had tried on a couple of those, but it just was just, that was just like fun and silly. Like we were not actually like trying on dresses I would consider buying. And so I go with my mother-in-law and I was like, I was trying to describe what I wanted and I don't think the consultant understood or like, I didn't know the words to say to get the dress I wanted. Like it was not like say yes to the dress. And so she was bringing things and I was trying them and I was like, none of these feel right. And then she was like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to rush you, but I think in terms of your timeline, like you're, it's December, you're getting married in October. Like you really need to order your dress by the end of December. We're running into really long lead times. There's been a huge like demand surge and people needing wedding dresses. And because the COVID had shut down a lot of the production mm -hmm. and the factories. And so there was this huge backlog. And I was like, oh my God, I have to find my dress in like two or three weeks. And you were coming up for our engagement party. And I was like, well, when my mom's here and my sisters are here, like that's when I have to find my dress. And so we went to Kleinfeld, which is say yes to the dress, which was a wonderful experience. Like it was, they have so many dresses. Our consultant was excellent. She understood what I was saying and she brought exactly what I was telling her to. And what I thought I had always wanted was a big dress, some sparkle. I mean, I'll we'll post photos. Like it was not like gaudy sparkles by any means, but I thought I wanted this really big dress. And then further into the planning process when I started to look at like my vision and how I wanted it to feel. And I, I really wanted it to feel kind of like this intimate dinner party. We got married in this little like greenhouse type thing off the restaurant and we had long tables and a lot of candles. And I was like, I just don't know if my dress that I got fits what else I've planned. Cause I'd picked the dress so far in advance of everything else. And two, like the room itself wasn't that big. And my dress, I think, was, I think it was like a baby ball gown. Like it was definitely a full skirt. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to move like I want to move. Like maybe I should have picked a more form-fitting dress. And I just thought I wouldn't like how a fitted dress looked on me. So those first two times I went, I never even tried on a fitted dress. I was like, I want an A-line an or a ball gown. And that's all I tried on. And my dress was stunning and it looked amazing. And I'm so glad I had it for like the ceremony and all the pictures. Um, but right after my sister's wedding and she had a much more fitted dress than I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a reception dress. And so I went and I did the beholden line at um, Anthropology because at that point we only had like three or four months. Um, so I needed something in stock and it ended up being great. I did take it in too much and it was like a little tight at the reception. Um but I think something like that, where you you make a the, I mean, besides like deciding like to get married and like your your venue and are you getting married in church, all that like the wedding dress is one of the biggest decisions uh -huh. I feel like women feel like they're making, and you make it like so soon in the process, and it's just like you have nothing else planned, but yet like your dress is like picked out 
before anything else. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that makes a ton of sense. I mean, for the record, you looked amazing. I loved your wedding dress and I loved your yes, rehearsal no, dress. I beautiful in yeah. it. And no, I felt here's, good in it. Here's what I I'm going to say. Your, your wedding dress, it was a big dress. It was a lot of dress. It was heavy. And, it was really and, heavy. And it was heavy. But in some ways, it was the absolute perfect dress for your, you did pictures in Central Park and for your mm -hmm. actual ceremony. You got married in a, essentially a cathedral, a huge church, mm -hmm. huge formal church. And I think that dress was so beautiful in that setting. I absolutely agree with you, even though, you know, we can talk about the fact I had a little hard time coming around to the second dress. You were the only person I told. I know. Well, that's the other thing too. Nobody knew about the second dress, including your husband, now husband. Nobody knew you were going to change for the reception. No, Drew, Drew knew I was going to change. He but didn't he know what it looked like. Right. Yeah. So, and then, because then I made it this whole thing where I was like, okay, I'm going to change you're going to put on like a white dinner jacket and we're going to have this like New York evening, like dinner party. And it ended up, it was, people were so surprised. They thought Including it was Including so your fun. sisters who had no idea you were changing. Yeah. Well, and it was because we can get into the, my mom like freaked out during our photos and you knew I was changing. And so I was so low key about it. Like, I feel like on the day of, I actually really had no stress. Like I, I had a really stressful rehearsal and rehearsal dinner, which I don't think we can get into. On this I podcast. don't think we're getting into that. Um, but so the day of, I was like, you know what? Like everything's going to go. It's just going to, it's just going to be like, we had our priest was like somewhere else in the morning. He was flying back. And I was like, even if he doesn't show up, like there will be an officiant, like whatever. I'm just going to go with it. And so I put on like my big full dress. I'm like in my hair and makeup, I have this long cathedral veil and I told people ahead of time, like, our photos are being done in Central Park. Like, my husband and I did a first look, which I 100% recommend. I feel like it made the day so much less stressful. We both really got to enjoy each other's company. And it, it, and I was worried, like, when they opened the doors and I walked down the aisle, like, is it still going to feel really special? And, like, am I going to get emotional? And, like, yes, 100%. Like, doing the first look did not take away any of that. In some ways, like, if you're someone like me who does not, like, being the center of attention and like being in the crowd, like it made it a lot less intimidating to know that I've already seen Drew. I've already seen all the groomsmen, the bridesmaids. Like we just had this really fun photo session. Like now we get to get married, like with all of our friends, like it made it so, so much easier on my anxiety. Um, but we had to traipse through Central Park and we had to get to Central Park. Our, we, If you're familiar with New York, like our hotel was on Central Park South, which is just right across the street from Central Park. But you know, like anything in New York, you can't just like show up somewhere. Like we had to walk around like scaffolding and like everyone's trying to hold up my big dress. There's people on the street. It's like this beautiful fall day. Everyone's out. We have to walk like a fair amount into the park to get to where the photographer wanted to do photos. And like, she was, she was so good at her job. If you're in the New York area, I'll encourage. She was amazing. Amazing. Um, amazing. And she's like getting people out of the way. And she's just like, moving because like, we had our set amount of time we wanted to get all the photos done um but my mom is like freaking out because there's it's okay fall. okay okay there's leaves was, on the ground i was tense it's like you had this gorgeous white not inexpensive huge ball gown dress and you're like traipsing through like construction zones and there's like puddles and mud and leaves and i'm like oh my god i was i will say that was probably the only time i was tense um because i was just like what are we doing now i will say do i have a very large framed picture of you and drew in the middle of a new york city street with like a cab behind you? it was gorgeous the pictures are amazing the dress handled it it did i was like this dress is going to be filthy by the ceremony it's going to be like dragged through the mud that was not the leaves so I know. So I had to, but I mean, and then the place where she wanted to take the group pictures, it was like muddy. And I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe we are taking pictures. Like it is muddy here. Like I was like trying to like come to terms with that, but the pictures well, were gorgeous. Then, um, the photos turned out like so well. And we, so then my sister didn't know I was changing. And so I have this big, you know, cathedral train on both the veil and the dress. We, we get married and we had taken this like party bus thing. So that the whole wedding party, like didn't have to walk the four or five blocks from the church we got married at to the reception. And I remember like, we get to the reception a little bit early, like cocktail hour was just starting and we needed to bustle my dress because, you know, 
everyone else was just like, oh, I forgot about the bustling. Everyone else was just like, oh, this is the dress like Maddie's wearing the rest of the night. Like it needs to be perfect. We need to bustle it, whatever. And in my mind, in your mind should have been the same way. It's like, I knew I had like another hour in this dress and then I was going to put on my reception dress. And so my sisters are like freaking out. We're like getting to the reception menu and they're like lifting my dress and there's like, there's leaves in it. There's dirt on it. Like stop dragging it through the mud. They're like, it was like a it was like out of a movie they like have this big train in the back like in both their hands and they're like get into the bathroom like we need to like fix your dress and then you come to bustle it and like everyone's so stressed and I'm like so I'm just like they're like why are you why do you not care that your wedding dress is like covered in dirt and I was like you guys like it's just like it just is what it is like it's fine like whatever and then as soon as like we we changed when everyone else was in the reception room and we stay back we changed and then when they announced us for our first dance we were like in our reception wear um and my sisters were like oh my god like of course that's why you didn't care that you had leaves in your dress and you couldn't have told us when we were bustling your giant ball gown that like you didn't actually care what it looked like Let me tell you something. Bustling is no joke. I mean thank God it's so imagine this like bathroom. It was like a single like stall bathroom. It wasn't part of a bigger bathroom. It was like its own bathroom. It was not a large space. Okay. So no. imagine it's, it's you and your two sisters and me, and we are up under that dress, like trying to bustle this thing. And there's like hooks that are supposed to go together. I mean, it was like, it was like an athletic experience trying to get that dress bustled. Um, but no, and then it was really cute to see everybody's face when you guys, because in the cocktail hour, you had stayed in that big dress and Drew had mm-hmm. stayed in his black jacket. And then we all came in and got into the reception, sat down. And then when you came in to be introduced and you were wearing a different dress and he was in the white jacket, um, it was fun to see, especially Especially, I mean, I was looking at, you know, your two sisters who were involved in every detail, but it had that had been kept from them and they were like just beside themselves excited. So that was, ve- it was very fun. No, it was, it was great. Both Abby and mine's wedding, I feel like, you know, came together so beautifully and exactly how we wanted it for each one. They were very different, but they were exactly how each one of us wanted it, which I think is, um, you know, like anything like, we did an episode about buying your first house and everyone has a different opinion on what kind of house they like. Same thing with the wedding. Everyone has a different vision, what's important to them day of. And, you know, I think it's great when you can see that executed so well, and you can clearly tell like, oh, this is like, they're so happy. This is just what they wanted. And hopefully everyone felt that at both of our weddings. Um, Yeah. And I think stay true to your, stay true to yourself. I mean, you have to tune out some of the noise. I mean, even sometimes your mother um, and there's things that, you know, you wanted to do that I wouldn't have chosen, but it worked out wonderfully. And they were both uniquely representative of both you and your now husbands. And, you know, I, I would say there's nothing that I would necessarily do differently. No. I, I, I think, and I, I told a bunch of people this, and I think, you know, you can only say it when you have had the most amazing wedding and it was exactly what you want. But I tell people all the time, I'm like, now that I've been married, I've done the the big New York city black tie wedding. Like if I did it again and not like a second wedding, like Drew and I were to be getting married again for the first time, like I could see why people do like intimate 50 person weddings like it is a lot to manage it's a lot of people to rein in um you want everyone to have a good time and it gets so expensive so I think you know if you are someone who are like oh am I going to regret having a small wedding like I would say no I think regardless of how big or small you choose like you're going to have an amazing time um so you know don't don't feel like you have to have a big wedding yeah, I, I think, you know, and again, hindsight's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. That's why that phrase exists. And, um, but just so you know, any future weddings are on you, Maddie. So, <laughs> well, I, I'm hoping I don't have any other ones. Maybe I like hope, a vow renewal. <laughs> I hope so too. I hope so too. But the thing is, like, I, I always think about vow renewals and we can get into this when we They're bad talk. luck. They're bad luck. Oh, are they bad luck? I don't know. But I mean, I've been married 30 years and I've never had any desire to renew my vows. It's like, you know, we, we took those vows once and those, those things are holding. So we're just going to keep it at that. Well, I feel like on all the reality shows, they'll do the vow renewal. And then the next season they're like getting divorced. So oh my gosh, I mean, yeah. it proceed with caution, but 
Um, this, what, was, this was so fun. I'm glad we got to like rehash some of the funny memories, like the bathroom bustling. Oh my um, God, the bathroom bustling. Well, and I think we'll probably do some, you know, I would love to do some breakout episodes on, you know, batch, I have a lot of things to say about bachelorette parties. Those things have exploded. Um, and we can talk about honeymoons and, and travel and all that at another time. But if you think back at your wedding, what are kind of the top three things that really stick out for you that just either made the day for you or you're so happy you did big or small. Well, like I just said, I'm really glad we did a first look. Um, and some of that too was like our photographer really encouraged it because we were getting married in New York in the fall, you know, sunset was I think like five 30. And she's like, if you're getting out of your ceremony at four and you have to do all of your portraits and all of your family photos and all of that, like you're going to be running out of, out of daylight. Um, and the photos were really important to me. And so that was part of the factor. But I also wanted to feel like we got to enjoy each other's company day of. Um, I mean, we did some stuff like we got married in a Catholic church. But like Drew and I had lived together for like two years before. I was like, it's not, you know, we're a little bit of, we're doing this big traditional wedding. We're not necessarily super traditional people. So I did not feel like it was bad luck or anything to do the first look. Um, I guess time will tell. But <laughs> that was, that was hey, one yes. thing I... Are you knocking on wood right now? Yes, I'm knocking on wood. Um, so that would be the first thing. The second would be definitely getting day of coordination. It took so much stress off our, all of our plates. And I do remember like Drew and I went in to look at the the dinner reception space, like cocktail hours happening and they finished setting up and our wedding planner took us in and it was so stunning and beautiful. But we realized like the, the neat, we had given them a seating chart and they had flipped the seating chart. So like, every person was at the right table, but like the people, and we had kind of strategically done like some of the older family members and we put them like further back from the band. So it wouldn't be so loud and everything was flipped. And so like, all we had to say was, oh, like this is flipped. And they're like, don't even worry about it. Go back to cocktail hour. We're going to fix it all. And stuff where if you don't have people doing that for you, that's really falling on the bridesmaids, the the family, all of that to get that stuff set up. Um, so day of coordination was super helpful. Um, and then I think the last thing, and I, it was such a point for me. And like, we had this whole debacle with our floors. Like they were amazing. They were like very professional. It, some, I, I flipped out on them like a couple of weeks before the wedding, just over like something so stupid, but I was so adamant that we had to have this ceiling greenery. And I was like, it's part of my vision. Like I want there to be hanging greenery from the ceiling, which I'll post a picture. Like it kind of makes sense. There were these you know, beams that you could hang them from. And everyone was kind of like, okay, like, what, how is this going to work? What are we going to hang it with? Whatever. And I was like, I don't care what type of greenery it is, whatever, like could care less. Like I just, something needs to be hanging from the ceiling and it ended up turning out just as I envisioned it. And it was perfect. And I'm so glad I was kind of like a nutcase about it. Um, Cause even you were kind of like, okay, what, do you really need stuff hanging from the ceiling? And I think it really I did made say it feel, that. I did say that. I feel like it made it feel like that garden kind of dinner party greenhouse vibe. Yeah, I would say, okay, so for me, I would say between the two weddings, top three things. Number one, I didn't realize how much fun it was going to be and how much I would appreciate it. But I absolutely loved having a photo booth at both weddings. Mm -hmm. thing. And your photo booth, Abby's was wonderful too. It was like the little strip photos. Yours were amazing. I mean, the pictures were amazing. And I also had fun in both the photo booths, like getting in there with people and just kind of, it was a nice little break from the ceremony. Love the photo booth. Um, I would also say I'm not a big, like, I don't normally like, you know, have people do my hair. I don't like wear a lot of makeup. And then we had like the professional hair and makeup that I got to be a part of. That was actually really fun. I wore mm -hmm. false eyelashes for both the weddings. I've never done that before. I probably will never do it again, but it was very fun. Like it just felt mm -hmm. so special. Um, and then the other thing, this is so random, but at your sister's wedding, we made a decision in terms of her rentals. We kind of got these different chairs. She originally thought she wanted one type of chair. and We actually upgraded this other type of chair. I didn't appreciate how something, and it was true of your wedding too, you had the gold chairs that you wanted. Something like chairs, which you don't really think a lot about, but first of all, they can be uncomfortable, right? So I would say your chairs were comfortable, hers were really comfortable, and both of them 
chair, you have a lot of chairs at a wedding. They make a big statement in terms of the look. And I would say in both mm-hmm. of the weddings, I was really glad that we put some thought and a little bit of extra money into getting the chairs that you wanted, because that is what you have actually the most of in terms of your wedding look is you see a lot of chairs and they were beautiful in both cases. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Rentals make a huge difference. Um, And something too, like, if you're on a budget or you're trying to be more budget conscious, um, because we were doing the said greenery on the ceiling, that was part of our floral budget. So for the tables, I was like, okay, if we have this hanging greenery, let's do a lot of candles. And candles, you know, depending, obviously, it depends on your what kind of holder they're in and how many and all of that. But depending on the type of flower you're picking candles can be a much more affordable option and it was so pretty um all those we rented from the florist so you know it's just there's so many options so many different ways to do everything um hopefully if you're planning a wedding you are having fun i promise like drew and i we went to hawaii on our honeymoon and we got on the plane the next day and we were like we have never been so relaxed. Like we were exhausted, but we were like, it's done. Like we got married. It was so much fun. It was just how we wanted it. And like, now we can go zone out for a week because we were like towards the end, even Drew, who's like someone who's so just steady, even keel, like he was getting so stressed. And I was like, that's how I know. Like we were, we're getting married next week because my husband, now husband is like losing sleep over the seating chart, which like I would have never predicted. Um, so definitely enjoy the process. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Um, we're having so much fun recording them. We have a bunch of other topics to discuss. Um, but yeah, we'll hopefully see you next week. Yeah. And if you're enjoying the show, we'd love for you to leave us a review wherever you're listening. Tell your friends about it. Post it on your own social media. You can also check us out on Instagram. We're at the millennial and the mom and come back next week to hear us dive into another topic. It will not, we will never again cover planning two weddings four months apart. I hope, I mean, I say that, but I'm not planning on hosting two weddings four months apart again. I got one more, I got one more wedding in me earmarked for your sister if she wants it. Yeah, no pressure for anyone. But um, yeah, this was so much fun. Talk to you later, mom. And listeners, we'll see you next week. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.